Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling on. Trying to finish an egg sandwich. You got caught mid-bite. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance Assembled Members of the hashtag crew have assembled around us. NFL weekend kicks off tonight with about as bad a game as you could ever possibly imagine. Steelers Patriots. The total, the last I saw the total on ESPN bet was 30. If it dips to 29 and a half, what did I see this morning in the notes? It'd be the lowest since when? It was some some extraordinarily historic over under. I think we put put it at the lowest in 25 years, which in other words means the lowest in the history of our data set. <laughs> I right. don't think there is a game in which the total has been as low and all of the public money is coming in on the under and it's easy to see why. This is not going to be a masterpiece by any means. I, I I'm sending a prayer uh, right now for Al Michaels. Uh, I, I'm looking for where is it? I got some notes. Here it is. Some betting notes. Here it is. The 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 total is at 30 and a half. This was as of last night. So this came in last night. The total was at 30 and a half. It dipped below 30 earlier in the day before going back up. If it goes back down to 29 and a half, it would be the first NFL game since December 26, 1993 to have a total under 30. Um, so okay. uh, that's 30 years. Yeah, that's 30 years. That's 30 oh years. Gosh. Parenthetically, right now, the line, the total on Jaguars-Brown Sunday is also 30 and a half at ESPN bet. I mean, that's, that's, that's no Trevor Lawrence, no Deshaun Watson. Again, it has been just an epidemic of quarterback stuff. Now, in the case of the, well, I guess Kenny Pickett is hurt, but that wouldn't have changed anything. That, the, 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 the problem with Patriot Steelers is that's an epidemic of quarterbacks stinking. <laughs> Around the league, however, it's been primarily an issue of quarterbacks getting hurt left and right. It's been, a very, it's been in that regard, a frustrating season. Very much so. And I'm kind of fascinated as to why this is occurring. This is the second straight year this is occurring. Meaning additional quarterback injury? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, theoretically, <laughs> this should be happening less than ever before. Right? Why? Because of the way that the league officiates the game. Like, there's so many disincentives for defensive players to play defense the way that they used to. And yet quarterbacks are being hurt at an alarming rate. And I think it's happened for enough time now where we can't chalk it up to small sample no, size. No, I can tell you exactly why it's happening. Tell me. Because there has never been a time in the history of the NFL where quarterbacks got hit as much as they do today, despite the fact that the league does as much to protect them, which is to say quarterbacks running with the ball, quote unquote, using their legs was not a part of football for the first 95 years of the sport. And now it is. You watch these games on Sundays and on every third down, you hear Tony Romo say, you know, look for the shot outside. If not quarterbacks, legs, quarterbacks, legs, quarterbacks, legs. That, that that's we get that all the time. These guys get hit like they're running backs, and and not not all the injuries come on those kind of plays. Obviously, the Trevor Lawrence play is a fluke thing, all of that. But the sport used to be 
30, 35 rushing attempts per game. The running backs were the ones who would get worn out and beaten down. Now the quarterbacks are throwing the ball 35, 40, 45 times a game. They're getting hit on some of those plays. They're scrambling to keep the, the, the plays alive. They're running for first downs. They're getting hit more than they ever have. They're more... They're more athletic than they've ever been before, which also, I think, leads to a little more of the soft tissue stuff. I think that the way the position has evolved is the reason that it's happened. That's a, um, a point well made. I actually ran this number earlier for Orlovsky, who was asking me just like how well, how much Jalen Hurts is doing this year for the Eagles. And so what I did was I just added up his average number of pass attempts and rush attempts in a given game. And for him, that number is 44. It leads the NFL. We're asking him to make 44 plays a game. That is an astronomical figure. I mean, we're talking about a 25, 30, 35% increase over what you would have asked a quarterback to do 10 years ago. When Tom Brady entered the league, that number would probably be cut in half. If you're making a quarterback make that many decisions in a given game, be exposed to being hit that many times in a given game, maybe you're right. Maybe it's just the number of opportunities in a given game. You that, said that, you do that for Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen? For Jalen Hurts. Can jo- you do Josh Allen? Josh Allen ranks fourth at 41 such plays per game. I mean, it's, it's all the usual sus- uh, suspects at the top. It's Herbert, it's Mahomes, it's Jalen Hurts. But we're asking guys Lamar? to do everything. Uh, Lamar is... Who are the other usual suspects? I'm talking about the, 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 the top quarterbacks in the league. That's what well, I mean. That's what I'm asking. Like, who, who, who are the names? Do you have the list there? Jalen Hurts. Sam Howell's actually second because they just throw the ball constantly and never run it. Then it's Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, and Burrow. Those are the players across the league. Because the Ravens do run the ball a lot with their running backs. Lamar Jackson's also stayed healthy this season, unlike a lot of quarterbacks in the league. But a lot of these guys that are healthy aren't actually healthy. I mean, if, if, I think if, uh, honestly, if most Eagles fans had their druthers, they'd love to see Jalen Hurts be able to take a week or two off the way that he did at the end, at the end of last year, but that's probably not going to be an option right now. You're still looking for amazing gifts at Total Wine and More. You'll find gifts for everyone on your list with the lowest prices for over 30 years. You'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only a Total Wine and More spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Okay, the scoop. The scoop. Because this is a season in which quarterbacks' play has been down, injury, lack of effectiveness for whatever reason, it does feel like a year, if we're going to have one, where someone who doesn't play that position might sneak in and get serious consideration for MVP. So right now at ESPN Bet, the favorite for MVP is Brock Purdy, who's 3-1. to one. Dak is plus 325, and Jalen Hurts plus 350. I have to believe that whoever winds up winning, which of those two guys winds up winning the game on Sunday, assuming they play well, will become the favorite come Monday. But Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, and Jalen Hurts are sort of separated from the field. Then you get Mahomes at 6.5 to 1. You get Lamar at 7 to 1. You get Tua at 9 to 1. Then you get your first non-quarterback at 12 to 1 followed by C.J. Stroud, and then Christian McCaffrey, who's 25-1. to So the two leading candidates for MVP, and I think at this point I would say the only two legitimate candidates for MVP of the league who do not play quarterback are Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey. Um, A.J. Brown felt like he was in that conversation for a little while this year. That has ceased. Um, But Tyreek continues to be, or you were telling me yesterday, there's a way of measuring this that suggests he is definitively having the greatest season any receiver ever had. Yeah, so Calvin Johnson owns the single-season receiving record. He had 1,964 yards in, in 2012. So Tyreek Hill's on pace to break that record in his 16th game this year. 
But Tyreek Hill's having a way better year than Calvin Johnson did in 2012. So Johnson had uh, those uh, 1,964 yards in 2012 and ran 765 routes. That's a lot. So he averaged 2.6 yards per route run. Now, it's not close. That is not close to what Tyreek Hill is doing right now. Tyreek Hill currently has nearly 1,500 yards and has run 333 routes. That's an average of 4.5 per play. On a per play basis, Tyreek Hill has been 73% more productive than Calvin Johnson in his record-breaking season. Greeny, if Johnson averaged that year what Hill is averaging this year, you know how many yards he would have had? You told me the other day, but I'm trying to do the sort of the, the proportionate thing on that. It'd be close to so like five thousand, something over five thousand. Calvin Johnson would have had more than thirty four hundred receiving 3, yards. Thirty four hundred yards okay, in 2012 yeah. at the rate at which Tyreek Hill is catching passes right now. And th- there's another factor in this too, because I just went back to look it up to make sure I had this right. The Lions that year were four and twelve. They stunk. At some point, they had nothing to play for, so they would just throw him the ball just all the time. Throw the ball fifty times a game. And that's what Tyreek Hill, that's what separates Tyreek Hill from Calvin Johnson and from everyone else. I mean, he's having the best receiver season since one of Jerry Rice's best seasons or one of Randy Moss's best seasons. Now, neither of those guys ever won an MVP. I think you could make a cogent argument that Tyreek Hill could or should win that award, but we live in a world now in which the quarterback is always going to win the MVP. Would you be surprised if Brock Purdy wins it? I will be somewhat surprised if Brock Purdy wins it. I. I know that I am being painted now on Get Up as being the Brock Purdy quote-unquote hater. I am certainly not that. Brock Purdy is one of the best stories to come along in the NFL in a really long time. For a player to be drafted where he was, and I know that there isn't that big a difference between being the second-to-last pick in the seventh round and the last pick, but it sure feels like it, right? That last step is a doozy. We actually give that person the title Mr. Irrelevant. And for for him, for Mr. Irrelevant to step in and win MVP in his third year would be, well, it would literally be unprecedented. Um, So I love the story, and I love how well the kid is playing, and I think he's excellent. I do think, however, that there is at least some of this that suggests he is a product of the system, which is to say, I have seen that team win, and win a lot with very, very average quarterback play. So I get that he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo was. I get all of that. But I think if there's one thing Kyle Shanahan has proven, it's that it's easier to be a good quarterback playing in his offense and especially with the players he has on that team than it is in a lot of other places. Is that an unreasonable position to take? It is an unreasonable position. Tell me why. So what I did was I looked at the performance of every quarterback that Kyle Shanahan has ever coached, either as a head coach or as a coordinator. Mm -hmm. And whether you look at the quarterback's numbers individually, any metric you'd like to use, or the performance of those offenses at large, Brock Purdy and Brock Purdy's offenses uh, come out number one in everything, everything that matters. And that is inclusive of Matt Ryan in his MVP winning season in 2016. So I don't disagree with you that um, Kyle Shanahan is a quarterback whisperer, and uh, Brock Purdy merely has to color inside the lines. What I'm saying is that he is way better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's better than Matt Ryan. He's better than RG3, better than Matt Schaub, and better than everyone else that has ever played under Kyle Shanahan. Okay, I hear you. I, I, but, but, but 
with the exception of that one year for Matt Ryan, you did not just name the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I'm not arguing with you that he isn't better than Jimmy Garoppolo. In fact, I think I just said he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. What I, what, however, what I think is worth pointing out is that that team won with Jimmy Garoppolo. It is a testament not to like just this. how good they are. Not like this. They went to the Super Bowl. They were the one seed. How many games did they win that year? The year they wound up in the Super Bowl. 13. Weren't they like 13-3? 13, and they were in another NFC Championship game. They were in, I think, three NFC Championship yeah. games. They beat the Packers this on the road. This team would have been a touchdown favorite against any of those teams. Just because they were good doesn't mean this one isn't great. Well, I mean, th- this team has three losses. They weren't whole in those games, though. They've never lost a game in which they've been whole since he became the starter. Yeah, but you're putting all kinds of things on it now. Like, I'm it, just using, I'm just using like the math. I'm just using the facts. Well, I, what I'm saying is that if you took, so what you're telling me is that when they don't have Debo Samuel or they don't have George Kittle or they don't have Christian McCaffrey, they don't look the same. That's true of everybody. What I'm saying is he does have Debo Samuel. He does have Brandon Ayuk. He does have George Kittle. He does have Christian McCaffrey. He does have a when healthy, completely dominant offensive line. He has an unbelievable defense on the other side that takes a lot of the pressure off what the offense needs to do. And he's got the quarterback whisperer at coach. I'm I'm not trying to diminish what he is doing. You're just saying he is the MVP I don't think he's the MVP who is I think I would vote for Tyree Kill ahead of him Mm. I think Tyree Kill is the overwhelming reason that offense is what it is interesting I would vote for Dak ahead of him depending on where they wind up now San Francisco schmetting them like there was no as my mother would say is 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 it does not work in that favor but if they wind up winning that division I think Dak wins the award easily like I don't even disagree with you. Like, I wouldn't vote for Brock Purdy as MVP if the season ended today. Who but would you vote for? I would vote for Jalen Hurts. But the reason I wouldn't vote for Brock Purdy isn't because of any of the things for which you're debiting him for. I would vote for other guys or another guy because I think they have been better and responsible for more. But let's not diminish what Brock Purdy has done because San Francisco was successful before. He is the best quarterback they've ever had, and this is the best team they have ever had, and he should deserve at least some I know you that. don't mean they've ever had. You mean in this Era this iteration. Yeah, because Phew. San Francisco had Joe Montana oh, of and course. Steve Young. I just want to make sure, because people will only hear that and Understood. assume that's not what you meant. Nice safe. In, in this particular moment in time, yes, I agree. He is playing better than anyone else has during this iteration of the Packers, or excuse me, of the Niners. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. We come to you live every morning from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. <laughs> Everybody's favorite time, sneaky Hembo trivia, go. The Patriots and the Steelers are playing what they are calling a football game tonight, and they are the two winningest teams in the NFL during the 21st century. Group trivia, you're going to fill out the rest of that top five. Top five winningest teams. So you got New England, Pittsburgh, top five winningest teams in the 21st century. Does that include the 2000 season? It does. Okay. Including the 2000 season. The next three winningest franchises in the NFL next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We will, in 30 seconds, we'll try and get the answer to this trivia question, which is a really good question. It requires three answers. I think I've got two of them. At least I have two of them I feel good about. I'm really agonizing over the third. So we'll get to those in 30 seconds after this word from Farm Fresh Christmas Trees. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Did you know that buying real Christmas trees helps save the American Christmas tree farming industry? For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved, and so are American farmers' jobs. Plus, buying real Christmas trees helps keep real holiday memories alive while helping our environment. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at GetRealKeepItReal.com. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Himbo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? I think this question is hard, but it is interesting. To me, the judge of a good trivia question is, do I want to know the answer? If I'm listening and I'm not guessing right now in your car or wherever you are listening, are you thinking, boy, I really would like to know the answer to this? If, if the answer to that is, I don't really care, that makes it a bad trivia question, whether it's easy or hard. This one, I do think, is very interesting. Well, thank you. So I like the question. Ask it again. So the Patriots and the Steelers, they play in a rock fight tonight. They are the two winningest NFL teams during the 21st century. And what I've asked the three of you to do is fill out the remainder of the top five. So this is going to be a group, right? right? We're not, you said group. We're not, we're not trying to do this individually. Correct. This we're is going a to group. do it as a group. You are collectively deciding on which three teams you are positing. And so Brandon has already given his guesses. All right, and his are locked in. So he can't benefit from us and we can't benefit from him. So Bubba and Cam, let's think this through. Yep. It's got to be places where really good quarterbacks played for a long time. So my first inclination is to say Green Bay. I was thinking that as well. In the 2000s, they've had Favre and Rodgers. They've been in the playoffs basically every year. I like so that. I like the sound I'd of that. be very surprised if they're not in there. I was thinking of the Colts because oh. 
Peyton won all those games all those years, and then they had one terrible year, and then they got luck, and they made the playoffs. So they weren't that they, – they, they only bottomed out for one quick year. And, and during Peyton's time there, every year they were like 13-3, and 14-2. and two. Yeah. So I was thinking about them, and I'm really struggling to come up with a third. Yeah, one. I got a couple. The Eagles have been really good almost every single year, five, six NFC Championship games. What am I missing between Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni? What, what happened? Why can't I remember what happened there was, in between? There was Chip Kelly. And that, that was, was bad, but was, wait a minute, Doug they, Peterson, and they went to the Super yeah, Bowl, and and Chip Kelly well, had Chip two Kelly ten, two ten win se, seasons yeah. for Chip Kelly. So That's okay. It wasn't okay. awful. I think yep. the Eagles are on the table here. I also think uh, Ravens is a good one. Bubba brought up. Yeah, that was uh, the one Ravens have been of. good almost every single Ravens year. Ravens are never bad. Yeah, I think they had a couple bad years with like Kyle Bowler or something, but they were never. But even those were not the like worst they years. Awful. And yeah. then you know the the '06 team was incredible, and then they won. Yeah, I mean, they were rolling. They with won Billick. it in '12. So and I, I don't think the Chiefs are off the table. I think they were decent in the early 2000s, and they've been winning 12 games for like a decade. We've been so, there forever. I thought of them too. Yeah, we got a lot of options here. Yeah. So so which so, so I think we're all agreed on the Packers, I think right? Packers we're definitely going to go Packers. Yeah. Bubba, pick one of the others to be to lock in. I think Chiefs. Okay, think, we're going to go Packers, Chiefs. I think Chiefs. And one more. Cam, what, what do you want to lock in? How strongly do you feel Colts? I feel like they were th- – that's a good guess. They they had like one bad season and then, you know, the last couple have been I feel decent about Colts. Thinking, yeah. I don't feel great about Colts. I feel okay about Colts. I think Colts, Packers, Chiefs is not bad. The only one I'd be questioning is Chiefs, and I would, you know, Eagles would be one, Ravens would be one. I'd I'd be willing to swap out, but I think I think we can't go wrong. It's it's three strong guesses, no matter what. Okay, all right, that's what we're gonna do. That's gonna be our final answer. Is gonna be you don't need the order, right? You just need the the five. Well, what what the, was Brandon's guess? I don't, I don't need the order. I okay. just want you guys to go one at a time with your buzzers, uh, buzzers and your dings. Uh, Brandon went um, Steelers, Forty uh, Niners. Chiefs and Ravens. Those were his three. 49ers. I think they had too many bad years Chiefs in there. and Ravens. Yeah, they had terrible records until Harbaugh got there. I couldn't, I couldn't make up my own mind what year Harbaugh got there. From then on, they've been good. But it he was, was there from 12 to 16. Yeah, it was so not that's long. Like, that's, like tw- that's like 10 years of being bad yeah. before he got there. Okay. Is it possible the Cowboys are going to be up there? <laughs> it's possible. But I thought th- th- there was also a dormant – like, that's missing the Jimmy Johnson years For completely. Sure. Yeah, early 2000s, they were not good. we got to lock something in here. We all right, some- Packers – Go one at a time. One at a time. time. You, we're, definitely go- a we're definitely going Packers. Correct. Okay. All right. Let's go. Packers are third. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. nice. Does that mean that, that Brandon's already out? I forget what he said. Brandon's out. He left out the <laughs> – okay, Brandon's already out. See you, Brandon. Right. Go next. Okay. So, what, what do you think next? Go with Colts. You want to go with Colts? You feel good about that, Bubba? I like Colts. That's, okay. That makes sense. We're going with... Colts is correct. Okay. Woo! Come Let's go. on. Let's go. Come nice job. on. Right. So we got a chance to One more. adjust so here. It's Ravens, Ravens Eagles, Chiefs, Eagles. Yeah. or Chiefs. Yeah. Right. Those are the three I like. I feel, I feel like it's going to be one of those three. I, I don't think it's going to be Cowboys. I'll feel like an idiot if it is. I think it's going to be Ravens, Chiefs, or Eagles. Someone we got yeah, the it. Chiefs had a couple of down years there for a little. Have I the kinda, Ravens have any? Have I kind of like Philly. I'm not going to lie. Have the Ravens first. You got to eliminate one. Have the Ravens had any down years? I mean, they've I, had a couple bad ones. Not terrible. I yeah. feel like they're always in there. I kind of do too. The Chiefs had some bad years. Oh boy, Greeny, you make the call. I think. I think. Okay. Well, I like Baltimore. In the interest of time, we will go with the Baltimore Ravens. The correct answer is the Ravens. Oh, oh my God. Yeah! Woo! What a day! 
Yes. In what order? Yes. Patriots one, Steelers two, Packers three, Colts four, tied with the Ravens. So they both wow. are tied at 228 wins, and the Eagles are sixth with 227. Oh, wow. You nailed that. What a good That's how you day. do it. That's a, I was chalk one up for the good guy. Sit down, Brandon. Uh, the Chiefs, by the way, ninth. At 214. Okay, okay, very well done. All right, Cam, so we all get a win. Think it That's through. correct. Well done. What's the score there? Very well done. Planning on looking at this since it was all uh, all uh, as a group, but we all get a win, so I'm 15 and 26. Bubba's 13 and 28. Uh, Greeny's 10 and 31. I don't think Brandon gets a win no. on that one. That's Brandon, Brandon does not Brandon get a win. got it wrong. 4 and 14. <laughs> and uh, Mark Cuban and Dominique Foxworth are 0 and 1. Okay, fair enough. That's well done. I like it. Okay, so now we're going to try something entirely new. This was Bubba and Cam's idea. So I will set it up briefly, and then I will let them take over and let them execute it because this was their concept. But as I think I have mentioned many times, we have for this show, Hashtag Greeny, a Google Doc that all of us have access to. And those guys put a bunch of stories in it every day. Hembo and I will put stories in it every day. And anyone that wants to or anyone else who has access to it, I guess, can contribute stories. And a lot of them just sort of live at the top of the document. And they just sit there. And if they don't wind up making it into the show, they keep sitting there. And some of them have been sitting there a while. And Bubba, that got you to thinking. Correct. So we're going to do a segment called Dump the Doc. Dump the Doc. Correct. We're dumping the doc. We're getting those stories that we've been neglecting. But we're not going to neglect them forever. So we want to get to those stories. We're going to throw them out to you and you and Hembo. We're going to get your opinion. Okay. So we can't get we can't neglect them forever. Got it. So we're going to get them. First so these question. Are interesting stories yep. we didn't get to. We've had them on the dock forever. We keep pushing them off. We push them off because of other stories. <laughs> but they're still timely. We can still talk about them. Let's do it. Let's do it. So first one up. We talked about it for a while. Super Bowl coming up soon. It's been floated the idea of having a Super Bowl in London. Roger Goodell says it's a distant possibility. Would you like to see a Super Bowl played in London? Absolutely, positively not. A Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, is the ultimate celebration in this country of Americana. We don't have many of those left. We have so few things left as a culture, as a nation, that we all like, that we all communally enjoy. And while we probably still would if the game was being played in London and all the same rich business people who wind up going to the game wherever it is wind up will wind up going there, they will just feel different. Maybe 30 years from now, if there's been a franchise there for a long time, that would feel different. I would like to see it moved around to different places. There is some challenge in that. I, I cannot tell you, having just done the draft three years, how much I have enjoyed going to these cities and seeing the fans turning out for this celebration of football. We did Cleveland, we did Vegas, we did Kansas City, and in all three cases, and of course you've all seen on TV many more, they did Chicago, Philly, Dallas, uh, Nashville, etc., but the three that I've been in- involved with, the energy is incredible. I'd love to see the Super Bowl go to some other markets. Now, it's challenging because of weather. We did it here in New York once. They got incredibly lucky. That was the Peyton Manning versus the Seahawks Super Bowl. The weather was ridiculously good. For, for New York in early February, I, th- I think the day was like 50 degrees. It was perfect weather. You would be scared to death to put a Super Bowl at Soldier Field, Lambeau Field, etc. 
But I would like to see the Super Bowl moved around to be played in front of some other fans if there was a way to do it. But to answer the initial question, no, I would not like to see it outside the U.S. Neither would I. I think it's an American thing. It should stay an American thing. It seems like an unforced error, so I will say no. Mm -hmm. Don't throw it in London. All right. I'm going to read you a roster. This is the 2017 Alabama Crimson Tide. Is this the greatest college football team ever? Here we go. Jalen Hurts. Tua Tungavailoa, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Brian Robinson, Damian Harris, Devontae Smith, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Irv Smith, uh, Deron Payne, Quinnen Williams, Raekwon Smith, Fedarian Mathis, Rashawn Evans, Trayvon Diggs, Minka Fitzpatrick, Xavier McKinney, and Levi Wallace. All of those players were on the same 2017 Alabama Crimson Tide team. Is that the greatest college football team ever? So I remember when this was on the document, and I remember when it was sort of this, this conversation circulated a little bit. The one that might have been able, if I'm remembering this correctly, that people were saying might compare to it, one of those teams at the U. Yeah, that was mine, the 01 Hurricane. So, so d- did you still have Handy who was on those teams? Yeah, I mean, it was Ken Dorsey, who was like the least of the, the best players, Clinton Portis, McGahee, Najee Davenport, Frank Gore. Those are just the running backs. Right. Shockey, Andre Johnson, Bryant McKinney, Jerome McDougal, w- William Joseph, Vince Wilfork, Jonathan Vilma, DJ Williams, Ed Reed, uh, Philip Buchanan, Kellen Winslow, Sean Taylor, Andre Roll. Uh, that's. It's ridiculous. It's it. like yeah. a pr- it's a Most of those people were roster. backups too. Like that's the yeah. It was in both unbelievable. cases. Uh, that's like a Pro Bowl roster. Yeah. So to, I'm trying to remember 2017. Which year was that? Well, who did, who did they play in that? Was that the year they played Georgia? Was that was that the year of the? Was that the year before the yes. overtime touchdown? That was the two a touchdown. That was the team that won the championship on the last. So how how good Georgia must have been. You know, to have been right there with them, I, I would have to say yes. I would have to say that is the most loaded roster. The two you just read to me, the Miami one is ridiculous, but I'll take the Alabama That one. team did lose a game, though. That Alabama team lost to Auburn that year. They lost, was that the kick six? No, no, no. That would be too long ago. No, no this was 2017. Who Auburn beat them? Yeah. Remind me of that game. I'll pull up the box score. Auburn beat them, and then Alabama turned around and yeah, won was, the— It was 26-14. Jared I don't Stidham. think it was a particularly it was a a memorable, notable game. It was yeah. a memorable game. Was Alabama's quarterback Jalen Hurts? It was. Yeah, that kick- was when he got benched in the national championship. Right, but but I mean, at that point, it still was Jalen. Yeah, well, that, he that's played the question. The like, are we saying what what, what is the uh, the best collection of players in terms of like what they wound up in the NFL or the best college team? Because that Miami team in two thousand one would have dump trucked this twenty seventeen Alabama team. I think you do. Yeah, that, that's what, two, what makes you say that. That two thousand one Miami team had more more high level like high high level players. Like Hall of Fame type talents and like high level performers in the NFL across the whole. Well, so did this one. Not as many. Not as many. I think it still remains to be seen for this one, but uh, I think they're pretty comparable. I would probably go with the Miami team. I mean, that Miami team was just unbelievable. I mean, this team had Jalen Hurts and Tua. The average game that Miami played that year was 43 to 9. (laughs) Right. That team was insane. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go with it. I, it's a good question. I'm gonna, For the purposes of moving on to the next one, I'll say yes, but I understand the argument on the other side. It's a new feature called Dump the Doc. What's next? All right, to baseball. We've been talking about the Yankees a lot today with Juan Soto going there, and he would hopefully one day maybe have his number in Monument Park. One person who would love to have his number there is Alex Rodriguez. He says he should have his number, number 13, retired at Monument Park. Should the Yankees do that? I think I'm going to say no. 
I, I, it, it's hard to say, look, I like Alex, and I think that um, he has done as good a job of repairing all of the damage that, that was done, that he did, of acknowledging, of accepting the blame and the wrong and the hurt for it all. But he is a Monument Park-worthy player, right? I mean, no if doubt. He just took his, his, just his Yankee seasons. He, prob- he got there in, what, 04? Uh, yeah, and he hit 350 home runs for the Yankees. Right, so he, 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 he would have had a, a decade of being one of the two or three best players in baseball. You want two MVPs. I mean, he would be the best player excluded from Monument Park if you're just looking at the, the numbers, if you're looking at the data. But there's a lot more to look at with well, him. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, not, not just the fact that he was using steroids. In his, case, in his case, he acknowledges it. But the way that all went down, the way he, he went after baseball and everything else, went after the Yankees, um, again, I think he's done as admirable a job of making amends as could humanly be done as a result of that. Should it keep him out of, like Monument Park is almost a higher honor if you're a Yankee than being in the Hall of Fame. There are Hall of Famers, Yankee Hall of Famers who are not in Monument Park. What do you think? I would not put A-Rod in, at least not yet. I mean, he, he, he was an embarrassing figure for the Yankees. He was suspended for the entire 2014 season. It's the longest suspension of its kind in the history of baseball. Right. I mean, there's no question that he's worthy, but that's not the question. I mean, the, the question with A-Rod regarding Monument Park is actually very similar to the one with him in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he's going to wind up in either, at least not anytime soon. Well, the Hall of Fame comes with a whole lot of other nonsense, like, which is to say we've allowed a bunch of people to make decisions based on whatever criteria they want. This one is just decided by the Yankees, right? right? They could just decide whoever they want. Do they want to celebrate him in that regard? You're literally putting him in the room with Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and Joe DiMaggio and Yogi Berra. Th- th- that's what you're doing. I ain't doing it. Um, At least not yet. It's a tough choice. My, my, my gut feeling is that they won't. At least not soon. I, I, I'll go with that. I'll, I'll go with, I think, a little more time and a little more water under the bridge have to go by. Let's, let's do at least one more here. I like this feature. Lawrence Taylor said on Tom Brady's podcast the other day that if he played in today's era of the NFL, he would probably end up owing the league money from fines accrued due to how the game has changed and is officiated now. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely true. Dick Butkus, the same. You know, we did a bunch of work on both Dick Butkus and Lawrence Taylor for our book. And, and, and the one thing I can tell you is if you just watched the football. So my son is a 20 year old. Actually, his birthday's in a few days. He'll be 21 uh, year old, hardcore, passionate football fan, lives and dies with the Jets, lives and dies with his fantasy team, all of that. If you show my son a, a, like just like a clip reel of Lawrence Taylor or Dick Butkus, he wouldn't believe that that was the sport. He'd be like, Dad, what, what? They were allowed to do that? Like, you wouldn't believe it. That's when you realize how much the game has changed, to the everlasting credit of the people who changed it and to, I would hope, like the embarrassment of all of those who, com- who said it was going to ruin football. Um, the, the, the reality of it is the game is not the same. Lawrence Taylor... Maybe he could have adjusted the way he played, but the stuff he did, the stuff Dick Butkus did, the stuff of players of the best players, the nastiest players of that era, absolutely, they would have been He would have been banned for life during his first season. <laughs> Cam, this was on Tom Brady's podcast, wasn't it? That's correct. Okay, so the Let's thing that's go. weird to me about this, because Tom Brady's engaged in, in rhetoric like this, 
like Tom Brady's talking about football like he wasn't playing last year, right. <laughs> which is so bizarre. I mean, that's how long Tom Brady played. Back in my day in I actually find it to be very attractive when former players complain about current players and league. Like, I think it's actually a very unattractive thing that we do. It's bad for the sport. No one does it worse than baseball, than old baseball players. And a lot of them are, like, unfortunately, like the faces of the league now in terms of the media. I just don't like it. I don't, I don't, I don't even if it's true. Uh, to me, it doesn't serve any positive purpose. All right, we got a bunch of predictions to make. We got a bunch of picks, Hembo knows, and much more. Stay there. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8 SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio as we uh, wrap things up here on a busy Thursday. Looking forward to tonight. We got two NBA in-season tournament semifinals. We'll dive into that. We got an NFL game tonight, which while it might not be the most compelling game from an artistic standpoint, still (laughs) does involve all the requisite gambling and everything else. And so we'll get you set for all of that. A couple of historic betting lines that we're going to jump into in a minute here. But first, I'm going to give you a couple of statistics that I think are just remarkable. You ready for this? Jalen Hurts this year has scored 31 touchdowns. He has accounted for 31 individual touchdowns. That is more than the New York Jets and the New England Patriots have scored combined. Jalen Hurts has accounted for more touchdowns this season than the Jets and Patriots combined. And then here's where it gets really bad. Jalen Hurts doesn't even lead the league in that category. (laughs) Josh Allen is ahead of him. There are two players in the NFL who have scored more touchdowns this year than the Jets and the Patriots have combined. (laughs) The Jets and Patriots have combined to score 29 touchdowns. The Patriots and Jets. Jalen Hurts has 31. Josh Allen has 33. More notes on the Patriots who play tonight. You've probably seen this, but I just need to say it out loud because it's so remarkable. They've allowed 26 points 
over their last three games combined and lost all three. It is the fewest points allowed by any team over a three-game span since the start of 1950. (laughs) It's been three-quarters of a century since a team allowed that few points in three consecutive games and lost them all. The Patriots are the first team to lose three straight games despite allowing 10 or fewer points since the Chicago Cardinals did it in 1938. The Cardinals then subsequently moved to St. Louis and then Arizona. That's three cities ago was the last time any team lost three straight games despite allowing 10 or fewer points. It's incredible how inept some of this offensive football has been. And so with that, let's do a KOD pick. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. The total I'm looking at on ESPN bet right now is 30 and a half. Patriots at Steelers, Pittsburgh minus six. What do we like? I would sweat out the under if you're really so inclined, but I'd rather play a player prop here. I'm going to play under 181 and a half passing yards for Mitchell Trubisky in this game, which is about the average that the Steelers uh, you know, pass for on a you know, game-to-game basis. But the Patriots' defense is really good, and the Steelers can run the ball a lot more effectively than they can pass it. I don't think he's getting close to 200 yards. 181.5 feels like about the right number, but I'm definitely playing the under there for sure. Do you have numbers in front of you on, on like the New England offense? Like it, it, I, I don't have it open in front of me, which I should. Like What is the prop on, on the Patriots' offense? Oh, I think it's 11.5 total points. Total points. Yeah. I mean, I would have, to, I mean, I can't play the over in anything today. Right. No. But, but they're so historically, like, hilariously low that I think that's what they're dying for you to do. But I think you're wasting your money if you're going to play, like, if you're going to play over 30 points. I mean, they might not get to 20 points. The opposite of that, if you want to watch points being scored in sports tonight, put on ESPN because at five o'clock Eastern time, we have the Pacers and the Bucks which currently has an over-under total of 254.5 on ESPN bet. That would be the highest over-under since March of 1991. So the game between the Pacers and Bucks, and the Pacers are one of these super high-efficiency offenses, and the Bucks just scored 146 points against the best defense in the NBA the other night. This has the highest total of any NBA game in the last 32 years. How do you like tonight? I'm playing the Bucks over their side. It's 131 and a half. Keep in mind, this is a Bucks team that just hung 146 points in the Knicks, the best scoring defense in the NBA. And Indiana is incompetent defensively. I think the Bucks are going to score as many points as they want to tonight, and that's going to be more than 131 and a half. I think both teams are going to play super hard, too. So that's the point. Because of the... You know, the unprecedented nature of what it is we're going to see tonight. And there's never, this has never happened before. I think these teams are going to play like it's a playoff game. Now, that becomes an interesting question. Do the Pacers suddenly play defense in a way they normally don't? Because it, I mean, NBA playoff games slow down. Do we expect this to slow down the way a playoff game? No, works? this is going to be played at a frenetic pace. The Pacers' issue is not their is not their uh, effort. <laughs> they just think on defense. I get it. Yeah, I think this game will be played about as like if if we're going to play the NFL game tonight in black and white, this game is going to be in color. I like the over in on this side with the Bucks and probably the over in the game. These are two of the best offensive teams literally ever. If you're looking how good they are possession for possession. Cam, did you say you had something? Yeah, sorry if I missed if you mentioned it, but it's now up to two fifty seven and a half. Okay, no. I didn't. I, I'm yeah. looking at the so number that climbing. I had earlier. 257 and a half. 
Oof. Could anything be more different happening concurrently, like the a- that AFC game tonight, and then this basketball? That's game? my point. <laughs> like, 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 how many individual players in tonight's basketball game will score more points than the Patriots and Steelers will combined? <laughs> Nothing is funnier to me than the fact that last week the over under on points for Iowa to score was zero point five, and they scored zero. <laughs> it went under. I know that was only the first half total, but even so, the total was point five, and it went under. You had to take the under at point five. All you needed was one safety. would have screwed you. Even the Jets could do that. They could do that in their sleep. Oh, my <laughs> God. All right, and then we got a little Hembo nose here. We, we haven't been able to get this in. You've had some picks on the upcoming college football playoff games that we haven't had a chance to get into the show, but I want to. Jumping into the numbers. This is Himbo Knows. Now that all the controversy has died down about Florida State, I mean, it just is what it is. There's no point in yelling about it anymore. The decisions have been made. Um, and so now the time has come to start making your picks and making your bets and whatever it else is you like. And I see on my screen you've got two you like. Yeah, as soon as the bracket came out, I placed these two bets. The first was just for Alabama to beat Michigan in that game on the money line. Nick Saban has won Six consecutive playoff semifinals, and the average score in those games was 32-11. to 11. Now, Michigan's better than most, if not all, of those teams, but I do think that by the time this game goes live, this will be much closer to we pick him. I got plus money on that side. That's why I took the Crimson, the Crimson so Tide. I'm thinking about Michigan's game two years ago against Georgia when they got waxed. The last year's game against TCU was a barn burner, but then we saw what Georgia did to them. So one wonders... You know, does the SEC, is, is, is this an example of the SEC just being that level of dominance? I think it's less to do with the SEC and more to do with the fact that I think it's unlikely that Michigan will know what play is coming. <laughs> okay. Oh, that wasn't a joke. No, I understand <laughs> that, but I mean, it, I, it took me by surprise, so I liked it. All right, that's one pick you like. What's the other one? Texas to win the Natty. I'm, conf- I'm, I'm most confident uh, among those two games that Texas is going to be the one that wins. And so if I have the chance to get them a three-to-one shot, to win the national championship, I think it's the best value on the board because the Rose Bowl is going to be practically a coin flip. I think Texas beats Washington and beats whomever wins the Rose Bowl. Okay, fair enough. I like the picks and I like the logic behind them. Again, ESPN Radio, right here, your home for the in-season tournament games tonight. Enjoy it. I think it should be a lot of fun. I'm certainly going to be watching, and I will see you back and better than ever here to talk about it tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.